good, all you great, great, wonderful, fantastic individuals out there in the universe. It is April 14th, um, and it is a lovely, beautiful Thursday. The weather is actually really, really, really nice today. And uh, me and your homegirl, Miss Tyra, are out on a lovely nature walk. Uh, ma'am, ma'am, Tyra. Uh, literally we're at a little park area that I was just introduced to last weekend Um, I came out here uh, for a workout and I was like yeah I feel like I should come back and bring Tyra and today is a perfect day for it because it is incredibly incredibly pretty so while you know we're out here enjoying nature and the elements of I felt like I wanted to chat about a few things because I feel like the last couple of times that I've done these they've been mostly rants for me I don't know making some sort of observation or commentary of some sort when it comes to life liberty and all the fuck shit in between and this time I wanted to open the space to things a little bit lighter. So, in a couple of weeks, it will be a year since my father has passed. And that is significant for so many reasons. Um, One, I can't believe it's already been a year. It boggles my mind how fast time can go sometimes too I can't believe all the stuff that's happened in this year time frame of this um I've learned a lot of things about myself but in turn I've learned a lot of things about how the world moves in reference to particular things and also um I'm sorry, I got sidetracked because there's a really, really pretty blue and black butterfly that just flew by. It keeps, like, circling me and Tyra. So y'all know how I am. I'm going to research this later and and see what the meaning is of said butterfly. Um, (laughs) But as I was saying, I learned how the the world moves in reference to particular events. And in respect to this, I guess I will say processing grief and what it looks like and how it makes you see everything outside of the space so much differently has been um, interesting for me. Losing my dad hasn't just affected me as a person and and my placement in the in the world and working to other people. It affects how I do business. It affects like how I show up for myself. It affects Um, how I communicate with others. It affects how I take care of my dog and how I really reference the time and the energy and the space of everything around me. I've gained a lot more respect for so many things. And it's, it's the littlest of things, but it's also the biggest of things. Like you don't really realize the importance and the non-importance of certain factors until you 
lose something in a way that's so jarring that it forces your life to shift and forces you to become a completely different human. I I had held on to a lot of anger at the top of this um, the top of this year, I guess the top of this process. Like, no part of me will ever feel like I'm <laughs> I'm better. Uh, I guess the way that I can reference grief and all its things is I feel like I'm moving in the direction that I'm supposed to move into. Like, I can't explain to any of you guys what it feels like to lose a parent as an only child, as someone who uh, also had a very back and forth relationship with that particular parent. Like, truth be told, I was close to my father in the end. And um, the hardest thing that's been for me to process is that I feel like when we finally got to, um, when we finally got to a space where we could see each other for who we were and the fact that we were so similar and that there were so many other outside factors that had fragmented our relationship for as long as it did, he was gone. And I've been processing the loss of not only my dad and someone who I consider my twin and a huge portion of who I am and how I see and view the world and, and how I move in the world, but I'm, I lost, I lost a sense of time and time just became way, way, way more significant in my life after that, after this, during this. Like, I've always said that one of the things that I hate the most is when people waste my time. And leaning on that in the respect of relationships that I've been involved in and places that I've worked and people that I've wasted time on or people that I feel like wasted my time. I don't think that I've ever gone into anything with the pursuit of trying to waste my own time, but I've stayed around longer in spaces that I shouldn't have because I was allowing people to suck out energy from me that they didn't deserve and they knew they didn't deserve it. And factoring all of that over in my head built up like some animosity and it built up a lot of barriers and and a lot of things and I know that there are certain parts of me that um, it's going to take a long time to break apart some of those walls brick by brick because they're up heavier now than they've ever been before and I'm not going to apologize for it at all because I feel like it's what's necessary for me at this time so that my focus can be me and mine and what I need. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. For the longest time, I've been non-selfish and just constantly looking out for the world at the detriment of my own mental health and emotional and physical well-being. And at this point now, I'm over that. And at this point now, it's something that I'm tired of. And again, I'm not ashamed of saying that things are different now. I am different now. And it's for reasons that it needed to be. 
uh, without me even expecting for it to happen, I called um, my stepmother, my wife's father, because I don't really reference her as a stepmother because she was never in my life and she was never interested in being in my life. And I mean, that's the truth for what it is. <sighs> Something struck me to call her on the 4th of this month the fourth of next month is the exact day when my father passed and I don't know I don't know why like something I was cleaning up my house and putting some stuff away and his obituary I had moved from where it normally sits at on my bookcase I had moved it to my dining room table and literally for the next four days after that I was going in on everybody and anything I told people exactly what I felt in reference to them and with again, no holds barred. And I called her <laughs> and ran up a pretty high phone bill and, you know, in the same text and said everything that I needed to say via the phone. Because when everything happened, when everything was said and done and all of the shit that she's done to me in the process of this year, she blocked me so that there was no way that I could at least say what I needed to say for me. And I remember the most that I did is I had typed this very long, elaborate email about how I felt in reference to her keeping his flag and, and not sending me pictures, not involving me in the funeral, acting like I was a mistress and this wasn't my father and all this other crazy shit. And it'll come out later, but um, just now is not the time. But in this conversation, there was a couple of key things that she said in the beginning. And this is when I knew, like, I had to let this animosity and this anger go, but I still needed to get it out. And she said things along the lines of, like, I used my father for money my entire life and all these other kind of things that are, were very, very untrue. But the whole gist of that is, even if that had been the case, even if that had been what it was and my father gave me money for everything my entire life he can do that if he wants to because that's my dad and that's his choice and that's his decision and in that space I realized fully that this was never about my father and it was it was about her wanting to be the only person of importance in my dad's life and the realization that this woman was going to hate me into her grave and say what she wanted to say, whatever, paint me however she felt like it, to absolve herself of the fact that she has this misplaced jealousy and anger towards me because of my existence. And there's nothing I can do about someone who does not care for me simply because I'm alive because I was here before you. And no matter what you tried to do between me and my father, I'm going to be here after you. And in that space, I realized that, uh, it, yeah, does it piss me off and it makes me angry? Absolutely, 100%. But is there anything that I can do about that shit now, y'all? No. My dad is dead and gone. And it's not doing me any justice for me and where I'm trying to get to in this life and what I'm trying to do in this lifetime to continue to hold on to shit that I cannot change and my dad wouldn't want me to be that person and I said everything that I needed to say that day and for the most part as best as I can be I'm moving on and it went from me saying that to her to calling the one cousin who intervened herself and acted like 
she she's been acting like she's the daughter this entire time she's going to go visit like over there to this woman and she doesn't know her from adam and there's no blood connection and it's just weird the entire time she said to me that like she doesn't even speak to this woman but she was relaying information back and forth between the both of us that was like skewed and it was just i called her and i left her a message and i said hey since you're going over there how about you go by my father's grave that i don't know where it is and take a picture of it and send it to me that's the least you can do since you're the daughter now it was like you know some people just need to be told about themselves i can't keep holding on to this bullshit and especially when i'm not doing anything to these people so (laughs) those four days that uh those four days that this picture was sitting on my coffee table i just went the fuck off i told people what i needed to tell people i said what i needed to say to everybody I mean, I've already been very forthcoming and I'm an ex- ex- extremely um, pointed, direct, yet respectful about particular things. But then I realized that there's ways that I need to continue to demand, professionally demand respect when it comes to my business. Not letting people get over with the fact that they treat and act and move a certain way around me because I'm a black owned business because I'm a female owned business and they feel like they can they say things that are degrading and when people say things that are degrading and off-putting and like make me feel some kind of way in reference to how they reference the business they're corrected and I have turned down I've turned down business because of things that don't fully align with my core values and who I am who I am as a brand, who this, how this business runs, and just how things should be on a level of their respect. I would just turn stuff down. I've, I've had, I had one guy who wanted me to drive an hour out to his house. First, he wanted to tell me exactly how I was going to do something, and then wanted me to drive an hour out to his house for free to do a consultation. And it's like, no, these are the rules of how this is going to go. And if that doesn't, if that doesn't like vibe with you, then cool, that's fine. We don't have to do business together. See, the beauty about me owning my own thing now, with everything, is that we don't have to do things I can say no and I guess that's what I've learned over this year the power of saying fucking no no I don't have to do things this way because it's more convenient for you no I don't have to show up at this time because this is what works for you no I don't have to take these pennies and these squabbles and these bones these chicken bones and this freaking paper mache shit that you want to throw my way for a service that is top tier that I pour my blood sweat and tears into and because you can't you devalue what I do then I'm supposed to just take it no I don't have to none of us have to I remember a long time ago somebody told me that like you know you have to teach people how to treat you and that's in reference to everything across the board and I guess that's what's been happening the most. My dad was a great, 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 great man. And he passed doing all of this shit for other people. And I felt like that he did not get his due diligence in return. I felt like my dad was used. I felt like he was overworked. 
I felt like he was underappreciated. I felt like he was devalued. And I felt like in his passing, he was just, to some people, just another person that they had usurped and leaped off of. And now that, that, that energy source was gone. And it made me look at experiences that I've had with people in my life over these now about to be two decades. And going into 40, shit is going to be different. And I've said it before, I think I've said it on one of these little rant things before. Like, my dad told me to be strong and to be happy because I worked too hard. And I think in hindsight, every time I think about that, I take something different from it, right? And at this particular moment, on this Thursday, what that means to me is that my dad was telling me something that he probably wished he had told himself earlier. And because we're so alike, I think that was his way of I think that was his way of letting me know that I need to stay focused, stay grounded, and to make sure that at the core of everything, I take care of me. And that's 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 what I'm gonna do like has it been a rough 365 days absolutely have I morphed and changed and and rearranged and fell apart and started again and and like caught my breath and felt like I was underwater and drowned and stripped off skin and all this in the same space absolutely like but um Is there any part of me that feels like I'm at peace yet? Um, not, I feel like it's becoming something that feels more attainable, I guess I will say. There's been so much shit going on that I've, I've felt like um, I have just been standing still in a pool of chaotic energy. And I guess what's starting to happen now is I'm starting to feel like 
yeah, okay, there's chaos. There's always going to be chaos. But if I can learn how to be calm within the chaos and not try to control the chaos to be calm with me and just learn how to take the space and make sure that my general space is at peace, then everything else will be okay. So I will um, leave you with this. Um, the meaning of blue butterflies is says that um, blue butterflies have many positive associations. They can be a reminder to be at peace with your life and to feel calm and joy in your situation. As a precious color, a blue butterfly could be a sign to look for the value in your life. At the same time, a blue butterfly could suggest birth and rebirth as you cycle through a new phase in your journey. Perhaps blue butterflies could also point to faithfulness and reliability. Either way, a blue butterfly reaffirms that no matter what is going on, you are doing the right thing. So I guess it was meant for me to come to this park randomly to sit here and go through this whole spiel and to see these butterflies. This year has been hard, but I think ultimately I'm going to be okay. Um, Part of the usual, take care of each other, take care of yourselves. Pay it forward to somebody else every now and then. And read a good book. A lot of y'all ain't reading these days. <laughs> Till the next time, my friends, I bid you adieu. I called you today because I know that even in his passing and in his grave, the fact that we don't have at least a level playing field hurts him. That's why I called you. I didn't call you to argue. I don't expect you to care about my feelings. I don't. You haven't. And I don't expect any of that to change. But what I do expect is that if you love my father, the way that my father believed that you did, that there would be a baseline of respect in reference to me. I don't think you respect me at all. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm telling you what I feel, and that's it. I don't think there's any respect for me from you. And what I will say is, I won't say that I have given you respect either. 
I could be better as well. I understand and recognize that. But what bothers me a lot is exactly what you said a couple of minutes ago. You can go and sit at my father's grave. And I can't. I can't. I can't. His sisters can't. His nieces and nephews can't. Because everybody else that's over here, that's blood related to my father, cannot. Because it's not cheap for us. So you can sit here and say that we don't want to come and we don't want to do this because we just don't want to do it. No, it's not cheap. It's expensive. Everything is expensive for everybody everywhere. And you know that. But it's even more expensive to try to go between continents and countries. You know that too. I would come see my dad every day if I could have. My aunt, the one thing I will say, when she talked to you, she messaged me. And she said that you said to her, well, why would Michi want to come now? She ain't never want to come before. I did. I couldn't afford it, Agnes. I couldn't afford it. No, I couldn't afford it. No, he didn't. He paid for everything for you. He paid for everything for you. You got to understand. This is my thing. Agnes, I'm a business owner. I have a business. I couldn't always take time off. No, wait, pause. No, you need to understand. I couldn't. No, no, every time, nothing. You don't know the conversation I had with my dad. You don't. No, you weren't. You weren't because you weren't. You weren't because my dad was in Kuwait. You weren't there all the time. No, but that's the thing, though. I talked to my dad when he was at work more than when he was at home. So you don't know our conversations. No, he didn't tell you everything. If he told you everything, who is Burner? Do you know who Burner is? If he told you everything, who is that? You don't know everything. So just accept that you don't know everything. You don't know everything. No, you don't. But what I'm telling you is you don't know our conversations. Just accept. You don't know our conversations. Accept that. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's what you don't know. No, he didn't. He didn't pay for it. No, you, I'm telling you. Why? I don't have to prove myself to you. I don't have to prove myself to you. You don't need to have proof. He didn't pay for my rent all the time. No, he didn't. No, it wasn't very often. It wasn't very often. No, it wasn't very often. Let me tell you something, Agnes. And it was very often, I would have never lived out of my truck. You Very often, it wasn't. No, he paid for more stuff with you and your daughter than me. I work my ass off. I work my ass off, Agnes. I work my ass off. I work. I work. No, 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 no. No, no, you don't. You want to sit here and try to downplay what I do. I work my ass off. I built my business from the ground by myself. I bought my LLC. I bought my freaking, like, I, I work my ass off. You ain't going to sit here. Hey, you ain't going to sit here and try to downplay what I do because you don't know. It is too expensive to come there. It is. Agnes, you're in the, you're in Europe, Agnes. It costs over $1,200 to come to Europe just for a flight. Yeah, I know that that's how much it costs. But also, I'm over here paying about $3,000 a month to pay rent and 
and run my business and have my car. I do all that shit by myself. So don't sit here and try to downplay what I do because you don't know. My dad doesn't pay my rent. He helped me do stuff when I asked him when I had nowhere else to go. Everything else that I... No, you don't. No, you don't because you act like I'm sitting here. You act like I sat here and fed off of him my whole life and I didn't. No, no, I don't say that. You say that you can't afford... You couldn't afford... No, but what I'm saying is that also included us being on the same time schedule to be able to do stuff. You know as well as I do how hard my dad worked and how much he did. I'm just like him. We did the same. He worked all the time and so did I. No, but what I'm saying is don't sit here and like that when he passed, when he passed, you sat here and said like I never wanted to come see him. And that was not the thing. I wanted to see my dad all the time, but I couldn't. I couldn't afford it. And neither of us had the time. So for you to sit there and have the audacity to make like I didn't want to see him. That was never the case. No, no, but you did though, but you said it. 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 And you said it to the point that your friends said it to me. So you need to take that in. You said it. And your friends, who you don't know of, contacted me and said it to me. Everybody made me feel like I never wanted to see my fucking father and like I didn't love him. And those were people who didn't know me that are over there and they got that shit from you. So you need to accept that that's what you said about me. Yeah, well, okay, so then, okay, so accept that then. So accept that then. Because I had to accept that I did not know what people said to 